So that was a song that the British played when they were like going to ship all the tea to Boston. Oh, is that? The, right? Was that the, the shipping? Trump. They were like, we're, that's what they played when they were like packing the boat. Man, Boston's just always been a port town. So, Hi, yeah, welcome to Question Chelsea. Block, uh, Secret Loss live podcast. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm Wires of NYC. Also go by Alex. Um, Alexander. <laughs> go by Alexander. Alexander Newhausen. <laughs> and you are? Aerialist. I also go by Aerialist. Yeah. You look kind of French, with this look. I do? Which is, they were allies of the Americans in the Revolutionary War, so it's pretty fitting. Oh, shit. I'm like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go broke helping them. And mm. yeah, it's so and funny have what happened. And revolution. Yeah, so funny what happened with the French. Because they predicted it, too. They were like, you think? Well, then the Americans didn't help them out in return. Well, yeah, because we were like fighting our own... Yes. We were like, we're fighting with each other now. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. So anyway, as we've we've probably guessed, the the theme of this week's episode is, uh, I guess, is the American Revolution, yeah. and kind of like the formation of the American of American democracy. Yeah, like July fourth. Because July fourth is coming up, so like we're being cute mm -hmm. about it. And last year. We couldn't be as cute about it because people were really, really mad at America. And they're, like, slightly less mad at America now, I think. Uh, so we can be a little we can be a little cuter and campier about it. Last year, I think we just uh, declared... We just, we just quietly observed. No, we Sorry. declared independence oh, from... personal independence. Yeah, from stuff that we didn't like. Yeah. And we... sort of a revo yeah. resolution. It was a, it was a, a resolution? resolution revolution. Yeah. But, yeah. But this year we'll talk about the history. Yeah, it's actually it's it's actually really interesting. Like I I uh, don't really like American history cuz I think it's like the most boring of the histories. But but now I'm like, oh, it's funny because they were all so cunty. Like all the founding fathers were like so cunty and they wrote like salaciously and it's yeah, that's like I'll say some of the stuff they yep. said to each other later. They were Super cunty, salacious, like argued a lot. And like if you think the current era of like hyper partisanship really sucks, right? Like Democrats and Republicans are like in totally different worlds. Um, yeah, knowing that it's like almost always been that way. That Except like there would be street brawls between Federalists and like Democratic Republicans in like the late seventeen hundreds. Um so yeah, it's I guess it's reaffirming in a way. When you read the, the history of America, it's like it's always been just a, a big argument and among people for when you want to do something trashy go to new jersey it's always <laughs> been true a good takeaway when you want to punch someone go to boston and when you want to when wanna you want to like <laughs> do the dirty dirty then you go to jersey or have a hardcore concert yeah um yeah, so I guess let's let's get into it. We'll talk about yeah. kind of the history, and then we could maybe we'll take some guests or whatever, and, t and if they have like tidbits of American history they wanna they wanna dish on, they wanna spill yeah. the tea on. You're like very like founding father because like you're from Virginia. I am, and I went to to. You went to Thomas Jefferson. I went to high Mr. School. Jefferson's University. Mr. Jefferson. That's true. I went to Thomas Jefferson High School and I went to UVA, which was the oh, university Thomas Jefferson that's founded. True. Um, yeah. Although I'm from New York, and that's where the original Washington D.C. was. It's really so. where the capital should have been, um, and it's yeah. where 
Alexander Hamilton was from. Yes. Well, he and was, Alan uh, Burr. He was, he was too. from the Caribbean, but he, but yeah, he, he and Burr were there. So I've seen Hamilton. It's oh, yeah, basically I have my it. primer on a early American history. But you actually did a bunch of research. Yeah. But uh, I was telling you, and I the one reason I recommend Hamilton to everyone, even people who don't like musicals, is not because it's like rap or anything. It's because he does a really great job of making his characters complex. And so there's no real, like Hamilton is the hero, but he's like, makes mistakes and is like fallible throughout the thing. And Burr is not really the villain. He's also like a sympathetic character. Yeah, because so. Hamilton like ran his mouth. And like, the, the cuntiness is there too. There's a lot of like, yeah, there's, there's in the form of freestyle battles and also like, um, yeah, Jefferson is a real asshole to Hamilton, like in the play, which is while still being like liking him sort of generally. They're on the same team, but like they're very cunty. Um, well, let's talk about how the yeah, I guess how, like going up to the Boston how Tea do we Party get into this and stuff like that, which I love. Okay, we should clear up. Mm-hmm. So, the feder wait the two parties. Yeah, there's the Federalists. Okay. Who want a strong central government? And um, then the I believe they're the Democratic Republicans. They're called, and they it's so confusing. Just simplify. Well, so the idea, right? They knew even when they drafted the Constitution, everything it wasn't going to be a pure democracy. A lot of them were like these were educated Wait, okay. landowners. They're versed. Pause. 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 I just, think you want to know where they got the name. We're we're gonna we're gonna get up to the Constitution, and then you can go in depth. But just like so, the dumb. So they were the Republicans of today. Yeah. Who are the well, the idea of a, the issues were totally different back right, then, right? right? They didn't have a culture war or anything. No, um, but like, who's more similar to who? I suppose a good take on it, though, is that the Federalists would be like today's Democrats. Okay. And they were mostly from the northern states. Okay. While the, the like, I guess Democratic Republicans were mostly southern states. Back then, the southern states were wealthier. Because they had slaves and were enslaved like enslaved people. Apparently, you're not oh. supposed to call them slaves. Oh, I have heard that. All right, supposed to call them enslaved, enslaved people. people. Um, They're people, too. Okay. <laughs> uh, so they 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 preferred a, a very decentralized government because one, they didn't want northern states to outlaw slavery, right. and two. They had a lot more money and were like financially on like better footing than the okay. northern states. So we're gonna get into like the nitty gritty in like a moment, but we're gonna talk about just like leading up to that to when they, that like. It's divided. funny that today it's kind of reverse. Financially, that's, it's reverse. That's right? what I was getting yeah. at. I was like, just just so that people don't get confused off the bat, like that there's that reversal. Mm-hmm. Um, so. What was it after the Spanish American War? Um, Britain had helped America fight. It, it, was it America? Well, the colonies, at right? At the time, it was like the colonies. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the, so after the Spanish American, well, wait, wait, wait. I, yes. I have. But also the French and Indian. Oh, War. that's yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant. I think. Okay. Spanish American War. I think. It came after. Okay. So after the. The French Indian War, right? Yes. The Britons had helped the the colonists uh, fight, and they were in debt, and they were like, "We need to pay. We need to like get some money. So we're gonna we're gonna raise taxes, or we're like gonna change taxes. Uh, so to get some of this money back, 
the colonists were really mad because they didn't have a say in this at all. Like, they were just like, They did not okay. have any representation in British Parliament. No taxation without representation, bitch. That's what, that's what their vibe was, right? Yeah. And, um... So the first... The first of these was the Stamp With the Act. Sugar Act. In the sugar? Yeah. I told you I did my research. I may not have gone to college, but I, but I did do research right, for the past day. Tell me about the acts. <laughs> so there was the Sugar Act in 1764. And that... Oh, because uh, the colonists were like, dude, we're just going to smuggle shit. So it can't get, like, taxed. So that's fine. They're like, you tax whatever you want. But the Sugar Act prosecuted smugglers way more like the colonists they wouldn't really prosecute smugglers because like they were smuggling and then the stamp act in 1765 so like a full year later they said that all printed material needed a stamp so not just like letters was like playing cards labels like everything um newspapers and legal documents which it's like you don't want to, like, make those people mad because then they're going to, like, talk shit and sue you, right? So, because, right? Like, they, they were like, oh, yeah, your newspaper is, like, you need a stamp and that stamp costs money. Also, like, uh, yeah, like, printing, like, all the people that you don't want to piss off that, like, need paper, <laughs> need stuff that would be stamped, um, they, they got pissed because of this. And... Um, in October, the Stamp Act Congress decided they, like, got together and they decided to boycott British goods, which is, like, the first, I think it was, like, the first time that, like, the colonists were, like, okay, let's work together to, like, do something. And um, the Sons of Liberty, they monitored boycotting. So, I guess if you were going to buy a British good, they would, like, knock it out of your hand and, like, smack you and be, like... Yeah, you have like to enforce scab. your, uh, if you're going to do a boycott, people have to enforce it. Yeah, I like the Sons of Liberty. Like, that's that's so cool. Hasn't Has there been, like, a punk band called? I'm certain. The problem is now a bunch of it's been, like, a, adopted by, like. I know. <laughs> punk, yeah. band, punk bands with, like, some with fascist tendencies, which is, like, very ironic. Yeah. But, like, yeah. yeah. Um, Sons of Liberty. I do, like, yeah. There are a bunch of New Jersey, like, punk bands that, like, still have that revolutionary, like, like, fervor. And so the Stamp Act was repealed because, yeah, like, the Brits, like, basically what would happen is, like, the Brits would be like, well, maybe, well, if we do this. And then they, like, do it and the colonists would be like, don't do that. And then the Brits would be like, okay, like, maybe not. So. Well, it's, it's tough to enforce. Right back then it wasn't, like, super easy to, like get troops across the Atlantic or anything. So, like, the British had, like, limited power to really, like, enforce things against the colonists, right? Whereas, like, you're not even really an occupying power. And, like, the British, like, the whole reason they're doing all this is because they need money. Yeah. They're, like, broke after a previous war. So, like, they, they, like, can't afford to, like, do a lot of, like, heavy policing of the colonies. Yeah. So, so King George is, like trying to do this stuff like trying to to get some money he's like come on he's like yeah and they're like no and then the daughters of liberty did you know there were daughters of liberty too yes do you know what they did didn't they (laughs) no what did they do what what do you think they did was betsy ross a daughter of liberty 
No, honestly, like people don't even know if Betsy Ross made the flag. Her li- like, oh. her life was like very, very sad, and oh. everyone died. Oh, she's sort of an Emily Dickens Dickinson character. Well, yeah, except she just like everybody just kept dying. Like she she loved people, but they all died. And uh, okay, all right. Yeah, the only receipt there's like. Her grandson or something is like, oh, I found receipts that people paid her for making flags, but she was an upholsterer, oh. so they weren't sure if it was the flag or, like, flags in general. And then there was, like, this other dude who, like, also might have made the flag, but apparently she should see – apparently she suggested a five-pointed star instead of six points. That was, like, a thing. Nice. But we don't know if she, like, actually made the flag or, like, the flag. She did make flags, but we don't know if she made the flag. <laughs> um, oh, like, we should also point out, too, though, also, like, after the French-Indian War, the French gave up all of the territory east of the Mississippi. Yeah, true. So, like, America had just gotten, like, twice as big, too. It did, yeah. So, but, so again, the British were like, come on, like, you got to pay up. They were, but also they were like, we're going to... Like, they were like, yeah, you can't really, like, move into any of these colonies. Like, they they set up these, like, kind of weird rules about the colonies, too. And it made it, like, the yeah, the Americans were like, well, what good is was your help if we're, like, not allowed to use the colonies the way we wanted? Well, I don't know. They took over Louisiana, right? And, like, transit up the Mississippi. It was, like, yeah. a godsend for, like... Well, I guess yeah. the, the Americans were like, we want to, like, use certain things for, like, trading or whatever. And the British were like, we're going to monopolize that. So oh, yeah, like your fur pelt, we're taking those. Oh yeah, the hats, the ha- the like the hats, the beaver like hats or whatever. That was a big thing, and the molasses. Okay, they wanted weird shit. Um, this the, oh yes, the daughters of liberty. They encouraged. They were like the hipster Brooklyn girls. They were like, you guys should um do like repurposing and like make your own clothes instead of buying like. Zara and stuff like that and like fast fashion. So the one of the key exports of the British Empire at this time was textiles. Yeah. The British were like world leaders in like textile technology. And the Americas were mostly used even at this time in the late 1700s for like raw goods. So America did like had a bunch of fledgling industries, particularly like shipbuilding around New York and like Boston. Um, but like a lot of there was a lot of just like exporting like you know raw timber or whatever or like <laughs> tobacco right when you say timber or, i just think of uh the kesha song no um that board game settlers of catan it was very settlers of catanish yeah timber settlers of catan so philadelphia and new york they were really unhappy about the like the boycotting because it was going to ruin their import export business Right. There are some some places that were like, we don't want to boycott, but we will like the British goods. They were like, but we really hope the Brits like give in soon. Um, and then in 1773, this is like a, this has been this shit has been going on for like 10 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since, right. There's the Tea Act. And actually, did you know the Tea Act actually lowered the cost of tea? No, I thought the whole point was it was a new tax on tea. It was a new tax, but it lowered. Here's the bomb that mm. we're gonna that I'm gonna drop on you. Okay. Wow. Uh, so it gave tax breaks to the East India Company, um, oh. and it lowered the price of tea. So they were able to like offload these like 
like sort of like the Liptons, like the cheap ass teas to the colonists. But this was sort of like if the co- it was like tricking them and the colonists were very offended by this because it was basically they were like, if we accept this cheap ass tea, then we're saying yes to British taxation. You know what I'm saying? Like they were like, it's a slippery slope because if we like if we're so like the British like subsidize the tea. The cheap tea, I guess, mm-hmm. but also then imposed a new tax on like the gourmet shit. No, they were they were basically saying like it was the concept of like if you want the twinings though, the it was tea. No, it was the concept of like they knew that the colonists would want to not boycott cheap tea because mm. tea was like water for them. You know, like they really fucking loved it, and so it was. Saying, like, yeah, we can do whatever we want to the price of it. This week it's going to be low, but maybe next week we'll make it high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> make a high tea and a low tea. So the colonists were like, if we accept the the cheap tax, then we're just accepting them taxing. It was mm-hmm. basically to make them, like, stop boycotting their products. Yeah. So they were like, oh, you don't think that we see, like, what you're doing. It was doing. like a teaser price. It was a tea. tea. It was a teaser. <laughs> yeah. I see. They're get you in on the ground level. Mm. Um, so, and, yeah, in December, December 16th, 1773, they're, they're like, okay, there's a bunch <laughs> of tea coming in. Yes. And we're. Into Boston. Into Boston. Ship, it got shipped to Boston. Yeah. A bunch of the Sons of Liberty, they decided to dress, they put, like, soot on their faces, and they were like, we're going to dress up like Native people, which is, like, cultural appropriation. Come on. I know. I don't, why did they thinly disguise themselves? Because they didn't do a good job. Yeah, because everybody knew what was going on. I don't really understand. And that kind of defeats the purpose. If it's, like, a protest movement on behalf of the colonists, why would you disguise yourself as a Mohawk like Native American. Yeah, I don't know. All right. I don't know. <laughs> For whatever reason. Because they were stupid. I mean, they were dumb. Uh, All right. Yeah, so, so then they, they dumped about, like, what's it, like $4 million worth of tea into the harbor? Yeah, at the time it was, I, I read 10,000 pounds, but... It was, like, the weight, though, not, like, the... Co- no, 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 the, like, you know, the L... Inflation, you know? It's, it's worth... That's a lot more these days. I thought it was... I thought it was the weight. Well, that's still a lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so $4 million worth of tea. Yeah. It's like, I mean, that's a lot if it's like one person's tea, but like, I don't know, as far as like one international shipping goes, it's well, not the end of the world. Th- exactly. That yeah. was the point. The colonists thought this would just sort of be like, fuck you. Like, think of King George as like their dad and they're 18. The colonists are 18 and they're like, they're like, we want to be independent, but like, you're our dad, so, like, you have to be nice to Wait, us. Did I play you this song from Hamilton? No. They personify him as both very gay and, like, very, like, he is, like, a, a disappointed dad. And he has, it's, like, the funniest part of the play. Oh, well, see, I made this up in my own head. So oh, that's really funny. Take that, Lin, Lin-Manuel. Lin-Manuel, it's one of the funniest because he comes out he's... He's wearing, like, our cravats, but, like... That's how I picture he's him. He's wearing, like, 20 of them, and it's, like, bejeweled and resplendent. Yeah, And resplendent. he sings this little song, and he's, like, he's, like, basically, he's, like, come back to daddy. Yeah, that's how I think of him. Come back, don't fight me, I love you. Well, that's how, yeah. you know, so that's the colonists thought. They were, like, 
he's gonna he's our dad like he's gonna give us a little spanking and then it'll be fine i'll play us out with it but then okay yeah, it's a great it's a great song yeah it's called you'll be back is the name of the song but he was like i'm gonna pass some intolerable acts <laughs> He didn't feel they were intolerable, but he's like, it's but they time were for some called, harsh discipline. They were called the intolerable yeah. acts, though, by the colonists. But I, yes. I, th I think it would be funny if he was like, oh, I'm going to pass some, in some acts that are going to be intolerable. Mm. Um, they were such things like, especially for Massachusetts, because he was like, I have my eye on you. You, like, really did me dirty. Mm. So he basically was like, was the equivalent of him, like, taking their, con like, they did not not their constitution, but like their bill of rights and just like ripping it in half and like blowing his nose in it, even though that didn't really exist yet. So um, he took away like a lot of their, a lot of their rights to like in their courts and all this stuff. And there was like the soldier quarter act, which when I heard about it, I was like, oh my God, I thought it was about being drawn and quartered. And I was like, oh my God, that's so like violent. But it was actually just like, if there's a British, a soldier and he wanted to like have a sleepover party with you you had to say yes yeah consent so kind of bullshit um yeah soldiers get to come stay in your house that's kind of hot though i bet there were a ton of like porns about that mm -hmm. back then. <laughs> yeah back but then. you had to like buy the stamp if you wanted to publish it yeah you could put it out. yeah the printed it was like a book i forgot yeah. about that it had to be a book mm -hmm. that's where they get you um yeah, so he starts also sending, like, more troops to, like, enforce mm. these, these laws. There start the, being, like... The Germans, the, 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 oh, the, uh, not the Gretchen, what the, uh, the, it's the something ends. That's, uh, like... Nope, no, I don't... <laughs> the Hershens? Yeah, I don't know. Those he are, starts sending more British troops, which is why there's like so, there is like starts to be like an armed presence in like American cities at that point. It's it's German mercenaries. It's not they're they're like hussars. No, they're hurt. They're like, can I look it up real quick? Okay. Oh, them. Um. Yeah, that really. That's yeah. It's like your dad being like. You messed up. I'm really disappointed in you. I'm going to hire someone from, like, a totally like a other country to come kill. No, to kill you. <laughs> like, a mercenary. Like, they were like, these people are, are out here for murder to you. This doesn't sound right. It's uh -huh. correct. He started murdering Americans? Well, he sent them to, like, be a presence. And they were like, if you, like, d if you mess up on these, like, uh, intolerable acts, we're going to kill you. <laughs> okay. All right. What are they called? Um, I will tell you in a moment when I double check my right. notes. I'll, I'll wait for that. Um, so <laughs> that's essentially what happened. Well, that's essentially what started. Um, oh, the Hessians. See, I told yeah, the Hessians. Okay. German to the British. Yep. Yeah. So that's really, the, the Americans were like, that's a really, like, that's really hurtful. And uh, they were really sad about that. All right. I'm glad we got that very important point across. Well, they, they were big, like, what, important fighters in the Revolutionary happened. War. Okay. They were. Um, so after the Tea Party. Okay. So in 1774, <laughs> there were... 
I'm laughing because I wrote 12 colonies except for Georgia. So Georgia didn't want to, Georgia was scared. So they didn't show up to the first Continental Congress to discuss the intolerable acts. And then in 1775, um, on April 19th, Concord and Lexington fighting began. That was like the, the bitch slap heard around the world, basically. Well, there was like the Boston Massacre happened around then, right? Mm -hmm. Which is like kind of a riot broke out. And British troops fired on Americans and killed five Americans. Like civilians, though. Um, and so they, yeah, civilians. So they arrested the troops. The mob, like, then, like, did, like, beat the shit out of the, the troops. Reminds arrested them. me of, I'm getting, does it remind and me? And John Adams defended the troops. They had a civilian trial. And the Americans were very much, like, we're not going to, like, just execute them or like go crazy. We're going to show we're civilized. And John Adams successfully defended the soldiers, the British soldiers, and they were found innocent. Oh, damn. John Adams. <laughs> the founding fathers were all lawyers. And I guess they were, they were right? Ones. They yeah. literally all were like, well, and they all like defended each other because they were like I mean, only. Not, yeah, not Jefferson, I suppose, and or Franklin or Washington, but yeah, Hamilton, Burr, and Adams. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they, uh, that was the Boston Massacre, which is around this time. And then you're talking about uh, basically British troops started marching to seize the the armory at Concord. And mm -hmm. one of the things the Continental Congress in, I think, 74, 75 decided, the Continental Congress was like, let's start uh, stockpiling weapons. And Patrick Henry gave his famous speech in 75. Oh, what was that? I don't know about so that. So that was the, the give me liberty or give me death. Oh, wow. He's, he's like, Who'd I he don't say it to. So in the Continental Congress, he started, he's like, we need to get ready. There's going to be a war. Like, it's going to like, this is going to happen. Stuff keeps escalating. And a, a lot of other people were like, no, no, like tensions will simmer down. Like the British will come to their senses. Like, it'll be OK. And Patrick Henry goes like, no, it's like these intolerable acts. I don't know about everyone else. <laughs> can't tolerate me, them anymore. Give me liberty or give me death is when he gave mm. that. It was either 74 or 75 at the Continental Congress. So... Uh, he won over, uh, like, a lot of the Continental Congress representatives. So the, diff the different colonies basically started, like, arming their own militias. Yeah. But people weren't, they weren't thinking about uh, about being an independent. They just, they just were, like, mad at their dad, basically. And they, like. Well, he thought there was, they, the colonists thought there was going to be a civil war. And that they would, they thought there would be a war. But they would basically knock some sense into King George, yeah, would give them more freedom, and then things would they would go back to being like British subjects. Yeah, but then um, who who did the Thomas the, Paine? Thomas Paine did the um, did the the thought that he was like super thoughtful or whatever. What mm -hmm. was it? What was the name of his book? Common Sense. Common Sense. In uh, January of seventeen seventy six. He and that's like he throws so much shade in there too. He's like how. Ooh, King George is coming to arrest us. Yeah, Com You know, you know what they say about common sense. What? It's not so common. <laughs> is that what's said in the in his book? I, I've skimmed like common sense, but I forget the it, details in it. He he's he like insults Britain so much. It's so funny. Like yeah, I read, he's, he's supposedly written very flippantly, and it he wrote is. it as kind of like. 
through shame. It was a political commentary, but it was semi-satirical and it was like very out there. He's like right? reading them for filth, for utter mm. filth. Because he was like, how can a how can a, a little shitty island govern like a continent? He's like, that's ridiculous. Like, mm. ha ha, LOL. Yeah, so that, it, it sold over 100,000 copies, which you know, today would be millions and millions. So it was like a bestseller. It was just a, what was it, like a 100-page pamphlet, I think. <laughs> and so it was a huge, huge hit. Everybody read it. It was like the hit series, right? It was like... Hit series. It was People like, were like, when's the sequel? It was like off Common Sense 2. <laughs> um, so, yeah, everybody read it, and it, and it recentered the conversation. Suddenly, everyone was like, he's, he's right. Why the fuck? <laughs> like, why are we like yeah. British subjects? Of this tiny island, there's, like, we have way more, like, land and wealth, probably. So the the concept of revolution and starting their own independent country, that kind of, like, yeah, he had, he had the thought and then, like, shared it. And was like, I was thinking the same thing. It was common. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So then. So, yeah, that was January. And then later that year, the Continental Congress meets again. Yes. And. Uh, and it's hot. It's summer. <laughs> it's so hot. Everyone's sweating because they have like wigs. And yeah. they all like they're smell in, bad. They're in Philadelphia. So it's it's still pretty hot there though. But yeah, yeah they uh eating cheese. Yeah, steaks. So, so Jefferson puts in like a real like long weekend, doesn't matter all, and uh drafts the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. And the reason why they did it is because like they you could be like we're independent, but like they wanted to remember like once they came once they were independent right they wanted to like be like just in case you forget so this is a, a theme we'll come back to in the second half of the podcast now is the the colonists are very scared that they will revolt and then set up their own monarchy and then like stuff will suck once yeah. again um and the federalists are like they themselves are worried about this, but not as concerned. But then, like, the the southern states, the, like, Democratic-Republicans are, like, especially worried about it. They're like, no, we like having our own little, like, commonwealth where we can be, like, evil slavers and extract wealth from, from like, yeah, all these people. So, like, leave us alone. Um, yeah. But overall, the Americans are very scared that, like, they'll... They're going to grow up to be like their dad. They'll grow up to be like their dad. So, yeah. So they try to put some ground rules in place so that they, they won't become that. Um, yes. But so, yeah, so so they all vote for independence on July 2nd, but they, they're they still, like, working out, you know, spell <laughs> they're checking. They're like, it's not ready yet. They're still spell checking the declaration. So they vote to ratify the declaration on July 4th. Yes. And, yeah, I th who is it, Jefferson? I think it was Jefferson. Yeah. He was, like, yeah, I think he was, like, dude, it's definitely going to be. Oh, no, it was. I think, or Adams. Adams really wanted it to be the second. The second. That's what it was. But, yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't. It wasn't. And he, he wrote, he was like, on the second, it will be a day when, like, mothers will kiss their children and, and bombs will explode and, you know, forever and ever. The second. Mark my words. Mm. And then it was, they're like, we'll do it the fourth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but fireworks were his idea, right? Yes. 
They were, and, but and a hot dog eating contest. I think yeah. was also John Adams was really oh, because it was in his yeah. He said illumin. They didn't call it fireworks though. They said illuminations. That's what they were from one end of the continent to the other, forevermore. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the opposite of nevermore. Illumination. Okay. That's so funny that he like. Yeah, but apparently, um, this is just how you celebrated everything all the time was with firework with illuminations because it was just like leftover gunpowder and stuff. Um, and they had a lot of that that was like cheap. And you said you told me something. Tell me, tell them. Well, also, one other thing that occurred to me is candles were really expensive back then. So True. like they didn't have electric streetlights or any of that stuff, right? So like. If you did fireworks at night, like they looked really badass because your eyes were like adjusted to the dark. Oh yeah. So they like looked. Even, it's not like trying to be in New York City and you see like fireworks going off and you're like, okay, but Times Square. Um, and then the other, my thought, my other thought was, I think probably back then because they like, if they're just shooting shells and stuff in the air, probably for like mortars and like for like ships firing at each other and stuff, they had a bunch of flares because it was how you would adjust your aim if you were shooting at something in the distance. You had to see where the shot actually went. Oh my god, that's crazy. So that was my guess. Wild. Why. But I mean, gunpowder yeah. has been around for yeah, a while. That was yeah. just like every, the celebration for everything. So they did it like once with this like celebration and then I think uh, Rhode Island, they just kept doing it and people were like, are we really gonna fucking do this like every year? Like, come and, on. And Rhode Island is like, hell yeah. They were like, woohoo, we're the smallest one. But we love to celebrate. They, I don't know. Yeah. They kept it going. Well, because that's the funny thing. Like, I think, I'm assuming, because Americans are pretty dumb, Mm -hmm. I'm which I'm also assuming. I'm assuming that people think that July Fourth is the end of the Revolutionary War, but it's actually just the beginning. Yes, so very important to note, and I think a lot of people don't realize this. They're like, "Oh, we're celebrating when we became independent." It's like, no, no. this is just when we like had the idea. Yeah, like, this is when we like which wrote I love it that down. That's so cute. That's like secreting it. It's like fake it till you make it. That's so cool. Like, wouldn't it be awesome if you're like, I really want this job. I really want this job so bad. Let's, like, celebrate me getting this job and you don't get that whatever job it is till, like, 10 years later. And you're like, every – I will celebrate when I had the idea that I wanted to become, like, a veterinarian. Yeah, I don't want to get off track, but we realized the same thing about Juneteenth, right? We were like, Juneteenth yeah. was two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation, but it's because the Civil War was still going on for, like – two years yeah so anyway so so yeah if we celebrate when the i when like we wrote down the idea um but the revolutionary war lasted like three more years um it really had just begun then yeah oh we did miss the ride of paul revere and stuff oh yeah which is a fallacy which is totally it's totally fake dude okay it's totally it's totally so, like wait fake. to set the scene though this happened actually before declaration of independence signed 1776 Paul Revere was in 75. And that's, yes. there were these skirmishes leading up to it, right? The war had pretty much already begun. And so the British Army had gone to, like, seize Wait, but it started, the armory at Concord. Yeah, the, the shot that... I said the bitch slap earlier, but, like, the shot that was heard around the world. Because yeah. they didn't think they were, like, no one's going to fire. like no. Uh, but then, like, someone did. So, and they so were, like, Paul Revere 
supposedly, or a bunch of people warned a bunch of the militiamen that like the British were going to seize the armory and like take their guns. Uh, and so they were outnumbered, but it was it was like I forget the, in the battle was it was like I don't know a hundred some militiamen against like four hundred British minute minute men. You minute know they men. were called minute yeah. men because oh. they. You know why? Because of Missy Elliott song. Exactly. She don't want them, though. She's into the Brits. Um, it's because they had to be ready in a minute's notice. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, what would you have to do to get ready, though? Like, to, like, fire or, like, get dressed? Is it, like, quick drag or, like, is it a mini challenge I mean, or a you got to suit up your horse and, like, get on it. And then you got to, like... The guns sucked back then. So, right, you have, like, a bag of, like, little bullets and a big bag of gunpowder and oh, you have to put a bunch of, in. like, cleaning tools and stuff, and you have to, like, take the whole rifle apart. It's like a reusable together. straw. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah, but so the Paul Revere thing, it it's like, so here's what happened, right? Like, he, he was like, okay, I have to tell people. But one, he wouldn't have said the British are coming because, like, the colonists were Brit, like it, that would be like you being like the people are coming, like colonists were British. They were British. So yeah. like, yeah, it would be like we're coming. <laughs> like he was like on the well, horse, like, like we're coming. He could have said the red coats are coming. Which he was, didn't like, the though colors. because he got he had to go. I forget what town he went through, but it was a town. I mean, everybody drank, but like it was the town of like super drinkers. So he got like shit wasted, and then he was arrested and like. Um, he was like withheld or whatever, and he was like drunkenly screaming, and he was like, "Ah, everyone's coming!" and and he just like caused enough noise and commotion that people were like, "Okay, some something's going down," but they didn't. Know. They like didn't know what. They didn't know like they were just like, "Oh, it, was, it would be the equivalent of him being like fight," you know, or like when we hear drunken people, we're like, "Okay, How should we the check?" Men know where to go then. They they kind of like didn't they just were like knew that they had to get ready. Okay. They were like, we have a minute for something. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So they uh yeah, they did like Yeah, they, they like ended up defending the, the armory. They like held off the British and then I think that they were defeated like a, a smaller group of Minutemen like intercepted the British like column that was marching and they got like they lost but like held their own a little bit. And then the Battle of Bunker Hill, basically the British, wait, that was later. <laughs> the British get to the armory and like hundreds of militiamen have now, or Minutemen have like assembled. And they actually, the British are now like, by this time after fighting the earlier Americans, they're like running low on ammunition and they had to retreat. Oh, here's the other thing. So they work. couldn't really like unleash on them because again, it's like King George is still their dad and he does still like, he's like, I gave birth to you out of my like pussy and like, I I want you to come back to me. Like, I do want you to come back to me. So, like, if I actually, like, kill you really, really bad, you won't. So it's been, like, thought that the, the Brits, like, if they didn't care at all, like, they would have just, like, murdered a ton of people. But they – because, like, how are you going to win people back if you just, like, kill everyone, you know? So It's very tough to fight an insurgent. Yeah, yeah army, to be right? like, I just want to, like, mess you up a little. And then it's, like, very S&M. It's very, like, you know. Yep. So then. Yeah. 
We can, yeah, we can do some like then the, like the war lasts another like two and a half years. There's a bunch of battles. Uh, Washington famously is like the general. Of oh yeah, why the Revolutionary Army? Why? Why did he get to be general? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, what was he? He had military background, I guess. He was hot. <laughs> they were like, "We love you." Um, no, they just he was like. It sounded like he was super, like, modest. Like, he was like, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. And then all the people are like, do it, like, do it. And he's like, okay, 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 maybe I will. Yeah. Like, Famously lived in Mount Vernon. And, uh, yeah, so he's a, he's a general of the Revolutionary Army. Um, does a pretty good job as a general, right? Most of the, a lot of the early wars fought around New York, right? Yeah. Including, and the end of it, a lot of it is actually fought much more northern than you think, right? The Civil War was fought in, like, Virginia all the way up to, like, Gettysburg and, like, kind of the, the east coast ar around there. But, like, a lot of the Revolutionary War is, because it's, again, it's the British just trying to put down this, like, rebellion. So yeah. they mostly just have to keep, like, trying to take over American cities. Um, but it's, like, extremely hard to, like, get people to stop rebelling. Uh, yeah. Especially if you then, like, kill them and get them all mad. So then it's really what wins the war is, like, thank you, French. So it's yeah. the, French are, the French secretly aided the, Ameri the Americans. Um, the French... And they believe it's mostly thanks to Jefferson. Yeah. And, I mean, that's the other thing. Like, Jefferson and, like, I think Franklin were... They were just, like, over in France just, like, being bougie af but and and sometimes they were like scolded for that like people were like dude you guys are having way too much fun over there but then they did come through sometimes and they were like yeah we have just been like drinking with these people but now they're gonna help us and the thing is when the french the french like openly helped this was in the marie antoinette movie because like Marie Antoinette was like, don't yeah. help them, don't help them. And he was like, I'm going to help them. And she was like, fuck. So starting in 77, the French openly they openly did the Spanish they signed a treaty whereby the Spanish they support the Americans. helped the French and did not help the Americans. Like, the Spanish were secret about it because they were like, we want Florida still. So like, shut up. They mm. were like, we don't want to get mixed up in this. But they were like, oh, we're going to support the French. So they were like, we do support the Americans. But when the French decided to help out, the British were like, oh, shit, because now they have all these colonies, like, elsewhere, and, like, they have to now defend, like, it's become, like, a global war all of a sudden because it's, like, they have to defend India. They have all these, like, port cities that, like, France can get to. They're like, ah, because the French has navy. Keep in mind, 20 years earlier, the French had lost to the British in the French and Indian War. So they, like... Were like, yeah, they wanted like revenge, kind of, and they're like, oh, you guys won that war for like all of this land in America, and now the people who live there are kicking you out. How funny is that? Yeah. Uh, so they they were happy to like support to the help. Americans, but they, yeah, they were a little bit like freaked out because they were like, what if our people like sees what's happening well, and then they do the same to us, and then that's exactly legit what happened. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, later on, yeah, America's, like, revolution did inspire a lot of revolutionary movements around the world. Did you just eat a cupcake, by the way? Mm -hmm. It was birthday-flavored? That is a birthday-flavored Hostess cupcake. For America's birthday? For America's birthday. Happy birthday, America. 
also Medea because it's going to be her birth and your dad. My dad's birthday is July. 5th. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So, yeah, we can kind of like a number of battles happened. The, the like probably the most interesting stand up things that people know about are Washington crossing the Delaware on Christmas. So, yeah, so this is like a a bold move basically. A lot of bold moves in history by the way of like battles are just when someone disregards chivalry and and then wins. Uh, is usually yeah. seen as a brilliant move in retrospect. So Washington and his army were driven across the Delaware River. They had to flee New York because the British took over like New York. They like captured New York City. <gasps> Can um, you imagine how posh we would be if they <laughs> if they had killed on? Yeah, um, we'd be like, hello. So it would be a different time. Yeah, but so then on, yeah, you know, Christmas, Washington sneaks back across the Delaware. With a with a bunch of troops, you know, because and takes over uh, like the fort on the other side. It was and forces surrender of nine thousand. Because there there were a lot of yeah there there were like a lot of those mercenaries, those Hessians, they were over there, and he was like, yeah, they're like gonna be drunk, and they're not gonna mm -hmm. they're not gonna be like ready to fight, and everybody was like, dude, it's gonna be so cold, and like. It's going to suck. And it's Christmas also. And, like, we want to be drunk, too. And he was like, no, but this is, like, our only chance. And I think Hamilton was, like, he was, like, I, I got your back, bro. And there's that, like, really, like, hot picture with everyone's sexy cabs. And they all look not even like they're at, like, doing anything in the boat. They just look like they're all posing. That's a painting. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a, a picture. It's not a picture. I mean. It's not a photograph. <laughs> so it's an artist <laughs> rendering of the crossing. It doesn't even look like they're working. Yeah, because the painter painted it that way. It's not their fault. Um, I'm sure they were cold as shit and, like, hated it. But also at the time, this was a, uh, I think, of, I forget if this was, like, kind of winter of 76 or it's even 77. But the war wasn't going that well. And the like before the French announced their supports. So this must have been like winter after they signed the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. Um, stuff kind of sucks. Like the British stuff had basically sucks. just captured a bunch of cities and the Americans aren't doing well. So Washington crossing the Delaware enforcing like a major British surrender uh, was a great like PR win. So, it was a great PR Yeah, win. It, so suddenly like it, it gained a lot more popular support for the war and everyone like had thought that the Americans were totally outclassed because of the like British Empire this time is one of like you know they've just defeated the French they're like the greatest fighting force on earth currently uh, and then Washington wins this major battle yeah it was the battle of Yorktown that's so, that's so what won the war that's the end of the war that's yeah. not crossing the Delaware no it's not but I was just like okay so yeah we fast forward two years we might as well um, oh yeah they were they did a ton of stuff at Ticonderoga which I think is so funny because I'm like yay pencils mm -hmm. <laughs> think so Ticonderoga yeah it was who so the yeah. Battle of Yorktown is the the final like land major land battle of it and Hamilton oh Benedict as Arnold. we know uh, right, yeah Hamilton plays a key role in the Battle of Yorktown because he leads like the expeditionary like lead force. Um, yeah. That captures the first British position. And Yorktown was also like, a good, it was like very strategic, like good generalship from Washington. So he wasn't just like in the right place at the right time. He was very smart too. Uh, and so the Americans actually like 
did sort of a, a pincher maneuver and they managed to surround the British and like cut them off from their supplies. Oh, pencils so, at yeah. Fort Ticonderoga so and sharpeners. They were like, Shit. yeah. Oh, and uh, there's she was Benedict Arnold, the traitor. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, he just was a traitor because like his. He was the commander of the garrison where? At West Point. Yeah. He's kind of the garrison at the West Point, which, yeah, now military academy, and uh, planned to surrender it to the British. Uh, yeah, and then his wife was like, was like, it would be really hot. Like, I know a dude in the British Army would be, like, really hot if you, like, actually made a name for yourself and, like, was a, was a traitor, was a total, like, traitor, and he was like, okay. So... Yeah, he... What does his wife have to do with it? Because, her? like... Why are you besmirching? It's not her fault. It's not her fault. It's <laughs> not. She was, like... But, um, the like, the letters, there's, like, very, like, sexy letters between them. Mm -hmm. And, like, in those letters, he... Yeah, he also... He's, like, ooh, it's going to be so hot when I, like, do all this stuff to you. But also when I, like, am a traitor. <laughs> That's why I brought her up. So the guy he was, like, corresponding with um, was caught by the Americans and confessed and revealed the plot. And that guy was then hanged. Um, and so, uh, things did not look good for Benedict Arnold. So he escaped to like over to the British lines and then had to like join the British forces. Yeah. So, um, he didn't actually realize his dream of surrendering, <laughs> surrendering the, but his name is like, known and who, who knows the name of the other guy, right? So oh, yeah. there you go. But not in a positive way. Wait, is it so now is a turncoat like good now? Was he a turncoat? Yeah. It's never a good thing. It's like Oh, it's a bad thing. Okay. Yeah. It's betraying people. I just imagine it as like a reveal on like a double runway or something where they had to do like their like fall and spring looks and his coat just like flips inside out. Yeah, that's not what um <laughs> Okay, so the Americans win the war. They're now free. And then they're like, but now, but now what? But now what? So they have to draw Suddenly up the articles. Like, of it's like the final scene of The Graduate. With the window? The where he's like, bang, he's like, banging on the window. and then That's the second to last scene of okay. the church. <laughs> the last scene, they scene. get away, they win, they escape from her family, and then they're on the bus together, and then they just look at each other and for they like make 30 out. seconds. No, they just look like horrified. Yeah. All right, me might have walked out. Um, <laughs> pivotal scene redefines the whole film. Damn. So, um, Americans have to figure out what it means to be your own independent country that is a republic that does not have a monarch. And that's. Yeah. As I told you, I was like, that's the whole second half of Hamilton. And one reason I think it is like rightfully celebrated is it makes it really interesting, like this early American history, which we're, is mostly we're, a bunch of... That's what we're doing, too. It's, yes, we are modern-day Lin-Manuel Moran. Mm -hmm. uh, it's mostly a bunch of arguments about how to structure your government. Yeah, but it's so funny, like... So should we... Like, yeah, like... I guess should we talk about Hamilton and then, like, I guess, like, Jefferson and Adams, right? Well, and Washington's a really fascinating character at this point. Um, because Washington resigns 
His generalship, right? right? Yeah, because he's like, I'm. I just want to chill. Like, he's like, I'm retired. I'm gonna go back and just work my farm at Mount Vernon. Yeah. Um, With my teeth. So he's, which is why he's called the, the the modern day or the American Tacitus or whatever, because Tacitus was a Roman general who gave up power. Tacitus wasn't it? Tacitus. T. I think it's a C. Maybe it's a silent T. Um, yeah, oh yeah, by the way, his Tess teeth- might have been the historian who wrote it. His about. teeth weren't wooden. They were actually, they were not wooden. Um, they were, he had like a crazy dental life. Like his, he had tooth pain ever since he was born. Like even before he had teeth, he had tooth pain. And like, he had so many dentists, like, and he tried out like all the dental things that they had going on. Like, yeah, like, um- Oh, Cincinnatus. A Cincinnatus. I knew it was a C. Yeah. Yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnatus was a a Roman patrician who retired to an estate after but after being dictator. He gave up power willingly. You know, this is really gross. His teeth, like people think they were wooden. One of the sets of teeth because one set was made of like ivory and they can get like yellowed or whatever. And so, and he would like prepare it and it looked like he was whittling, but he was just like getting his dentures ready but then his like best set of teeth this is like really gross and terrible he like they're like his his enslaved people's teeth like he paid them a, a, a large amount of money to like he's like yo give me one of your teeth i'll give you like this much money but i won't let you be free but like you can come live in my mouth i'm surprised that even worked yeah they made dentures and they they like screwed it into his like he he legit like Dentists were like his thing. That was like his plastic surgery. Like he was like, my I'm going to a new guy, <laughs> you know? Okay. Yeah. I listened to this hour long like podcast just about his teeth. So that was fun. All right. I like the Cincinnati fact better than that one. Okay. Um, then he he retired and then they they forced him back for one last uh Well, they were like, you would make a good president. Of, of our new republic, like we need an executive branch and you'll like head it, but like you'll have to defer to Congress, which back then had a lot more power. Um, and like, because you gave up power, we know that like as a general, like, and you didn't want to be the president, we're gonna make you the president because then we know you won't become a monarch. Yeah. And so he's very worried about, and as, as we like researched, there was a like, he's like, so do I have audiences? Are people allowed to call on me? And they're like, you can't set meetings with other people, but they are allowed to set meetings with you. Yeah, I, oh, that, that would be my literal worst nightmare. Like someone got hold of my G-Cal and they're just, they, your job does that to you sometimes, right? And he was like, what do I wear? Like, do I get to wear like, I have like really nice clothes because I'm like a wealthy landowner who lives at Mount Vernon and I have my own estate. And they're like, okay, not like your nicest clothes. Can you just pick like some boring, like business casual clothes? And so he had just like a black suit that he would wear. So we heard the story about he was hosting a dinner party and some like official business had to had to happen. They sent like a messenger to his door. So he like went up to his room, changed into his president suit, came downstairs, <laughs> took care of it, like signed the treaty or whatever, and then went back upstairs, changed back into his much nicer clothes, and then came back to the dinner party. That's so funny. Yeah. They, they Also, like, changing, they had so many, like, layers that must have taken forever. Yeah. I 
I love if the person like actually came back. They were like, wait, I forgot something. And he's like, hang on one moment. He like has to go, you know, he has to like change all over again. To switch his wig. Yeah. Yeah. He has like a presidential wig. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then this was before, obviously, like Washington, D.C. was established because that happened after yeah. um, Washington was president. But they did name a city after him while he was alive. Um, and why is Washington, D.C. our nation's capital? Oh, because it was like a deal that someone had to make with someone, right? Yeah, so famously in Hamilton. This is actually during the Adams presidency. So it's after Washington. Okay. There's a... Basically, like, once you... This happened as, right, the whole, like, thing with the American Revolutionary War is because the British had all these debts after the French-Indian War. So, of course, the Americans win their own revolution, and now they have a lot of debts. Right. So one of the, the like, I guess, things that Hamilton is remembered for, his legacy, is that he set up... The national debt. A, a national currency, a national debt, and, like, a central yeah. bank. Well, he was, like, the national or debt... treasury, I guess. He was, yeah. like, national debt will, like, make us free. Like, he said some quotation, I forget what it is, but it's, like, really wild, like, his, no his like, notions that actually turned out to be true but people were like you're like you're absolutely insane because he was like we need to get in debt so that like yeah so that like we can have like a nation of commerce basically it's like getting a it's it's literally it's, the way that i imagine it is it's like it's like you need to get a credit card so that you so that people know that you can pay back like your credit cards. So you have credit. You need to get a credit card so you can have credit. You need to get national debt so you have like credit as a nation. Right? Is that like over? Is that? Yeah, it's sort of that. Check out? But it's sort of like one, as like macroeconomics like to point out or whatever, is that like one person's spending is another person's income. Yeah. So like when the government runs a debt, uh, generally, at least in like modern day America or whatever, the people who hold the debt are often Americans, right? The government issues bonds which they agree to pay back at some point in the future. And maybe it's like other countries as well, but like a general whole like underlying idea of neoliberalism, which didn't even exist like, you know, 250 years ago was that like, if you create all these financial ties between people, like, well, you don't want to invade that country. They owe you lots of money. So you need to like let them remain so that they can let, you know, as they are so that they can pay you back. Yeah. So that, that idea of like, I mean, now is this whole global network of, like, commerce or whatever. But that was part of the idea. He's like, yeah, why not borrow money from, like, the citizens of America and then, like, owe it to them to finance, like, public projects? Like, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. You have some cupcake on your toes. Yeah. But uh, the southern states didn't want to go along with that. They didn't like the idea because they were not in debt. Because they were still like making lots of money. Yeah, they weren't in They weren't into like money and stuff. They were into like self sufficient like farm and like. Yeah, which only worked in the, in the context of like, you know, the system Enslaved of slavery. People. Um, but uh, yeah, they were not going to agree to it, to a, a central bank or a national debt, because why should they assume a debt that like they themselves like weren't actually in debt? Yeah. Um, and so it was a compromise that was reached by Hamilton agreeing uh, 
with like Washington's approval to set the new, put the new capital in Washington, D.C. So like the north part of Virginia or whatever, because then it was easier for Jefferson Adams to get to work. <laughs> That's uh, so funny. Instead of because at the at the time it was pretty much de facto like still in New York. Yeah. So. Yeah, Hamilton had he had an affair. <laughs> well, no, I guess we should. Talk, he right. Everyone knows he came. He like is the only like immigrant of like. Yeah, he's yeah. the only founding father who's an immigrant. And he came from this very small like Creole island he was a they this is what they said back then they they called the the proper term back then was like bastard so he was like a bastard child mm -hmm. uh he started working at this textile factory or like like industrial like factory uh and he started managing it when he was like 14 years old because his his mother had passed away and uh I guess like his stand-in father had like taken all of their their land or like their money and stuff like that. So he he didn't have anything. Um he was a penniless 14-year-old as most 14-year-olds are. Yeah, he he came a long way. Uh but it's actually like there's a conspiracy that the like head of that factory was his dad. Oh. Because People were like, dude, he looks a lot like that guy's, like, son. And the head of the factory, like, organized all these people to, like, raise money to send him to New York to go to school. So it's, like, a it's like a cute conspiracy. Mm. Probably not true, but whatever. Uh, yeah, then he went to King's College, which, which is Columbia University. And, uh, yeah, he was really radical. He was also, like, five foot seven. So he's, like, a, like... You know, like shorter but like powerful guy. Was that short for a colonist? Yes. Yeah, because they were all like tall. I don't know. Were they? I don't yeah. know. That was short. That was he was often like noted as being like very small. Oh, okay, I guess yeah. Washington was like tall, right? Yeah. That they, they apparently I've read something like they weren't smaller back then. We can get into it another time. Mm -hmm. That's another conspiracy. No, they just said really high infant mortality rates. And but really, like, low doorways because it was you, expensive. Yeah, if you made it into, like, your teens, you would, like, had a reasonable life expectancy. And, and height. grew to normal height. Okay. Yeah. They just made their doors, like, really small for no reason. They liked to And they all small. had bad teeth. Yeah. So he, right, he's, like, married. He's very radical. A lot of people don't like him because... But the, but he's a great writer. Like he's really great. He he writes the Federalist Papers. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the Federalist Papers were after the Revolutionary War. Um, but like while they're still setting up the government, basically, and figuring out in the like basically the seventeen eighties and nineties, they're figuring out like what the government is supposed to look like. Yeah. Like what America should. And he be. thinks this should be federal, and then he writes some papers about it. Yeah, so he, uh, yeah, wanted to argue for a strong, like, federal government. Yeah. And with more centralized powers, basically. Um, so he wrote with, I believe, Adams, and I forget who else was the other author. Um, but they, like, agreed to each write, like, a third of them. And then Hamilton ended up... He wrote, like, 50 up, of them. Yeah, he wrote, like, 80% of them. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, and it's it's regarded as like one of the you know like greatest examples of like influential political writing. Yeah. So he did that, but then like some lady came to his house and she was like, "I'm really," she was like, "My husband like left me and I'm really poor," and he was like, "Okay, I can lend you some money," and like he did, and then she's like, "How am I gonna repay you?" Like, as she, like, licks her hand, and he was like, well, um, yeah, so. so while, his, while he was at home working still in New York, while his wife was summering, like, on vacation. Yeah, with she his was daughter, in the Hamptons too. and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, he was also the national, like, treasurer. He was the national treasurer. He was treasurer under, uh, under Washington. Yeah. And so, you know, he's like, he this money is coming out of his own pocket, but he's basically like, okay, so I'm going to just start paying for this this slut to come like blow me while my wife is in the Hamptons and um that lady's husband surprise surprise comes back because he didn't actually leave her they were they were like an extortion couple yeah and it turns out he's like they're pretty sure he was like aware of it and like he was like yeah, well your affair were, can, continu can continue they were both aware they were both yeah. in on it it was a plan yeah. to like extort him okay yeah, it was, and and so it like the plot thickens because they're like now you have to pay like the husband so that he won't tell because everyone's gonna think that you're using like the Washington's money, mm -hmm. um, and so I think yeah the husband writes like something I don't know there's like a whole thing and Hamilton is like he just he's like I will die for like my country like he's just like super like. I love Washington, like, I would never, like, hurt his feelings or whatever. So he, like, a bunch of the other founding fathers come to investigate, and he's like, no, I can prove to you, like, I have the receipts, I don't know, like, it's it's my own money. And they're like, okay, we won't, they're like, we'll keep this amongst us, like, we won't tell anyone. And he's like, I'm going to tell everyone, because I can't have people going around thinking that I would, like, steal from Washington. So he publishes like a tell-all Washington from like from America, the America, yeah, from yeah, the Treasury. So and like that, it would like really hurt like the case of the Federalists and like Washington's yeah. legacy too, right? If this corruption. So he wrote his own. Wait, what do you do? Expose. Why you turn that light off? Oh, I didn't mean to get that one. I, this disco light's killing me. Oh, <laughs> he's turning the lights out on me so he doesn't like me slandering. So um. Hamilton's yeah, he revealed his own affair, and it was the the nation's first political sex scandal. Revealed by himself. Revealed by himself in the National Enquirer. Out of himself. And then his daughter. It drove his daughter, who the wife was like summering with. It drove her crazy because she was like, "If we had been home, mm -hmm. this wouldn't have happened." And she like went insane. Um, his son died in a duel. Yeah. Right. Like Supposedly, so, his wife is. In shambles. As dramatized in Hamilton, it's because he's defending his father's honor. It is. Actually. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. So like, because someone's like, yeah. "Your dad's a bastard," <laughs> and the son is like, "I know, but like, don't call him that. It hurts my feelings." And then, they, like, yeah, they have a duel, and his son dies, and so, and then his wife leaves him, and then people are like, "You are trash." So, yeah, he's pretty sad, and then, um, Alan Burr. Aaron Burr? Aaron Burr. Sorry. Uh, he, like, is just, like, throwing shade at him, like, so hard. And 
Hamilton's like, okay, I challenge you to a duel. And usually duels could be avoided if you like apologized. If you wrote a letter, it's like so catty, it's so ridiculous. Like you wrote a letter that was like, I'm sorry for everything. Then they could be avoided. And then even if they did go happen, they wouldn't like really happen. So I don't know, but it was like a case of like no one backing down. I yeah, guess. the soldiers. Yeah, or the the duelists would routinely like just fire in the air or not fire at each other, or it would even be agreed beforehand that they like weren't actually going to shoot each other, but they could then tell everyone they had dueled, and that it had ended amicably, and like <laughs> honor was like a very big thing. Um, yeah, and. I don't know if it would come out then or not. Yeah, one of the one of the earlier novels called The Red and the Black is a French novel, but in it, the main character is this pauper, but he becomes friends with this wealthy nobleman by challenging him to a duel. Nice. And they I like that. Uh, he gets shot in the arm, and then the nobleman's like, "Oh, come with me. We'll like we'll like patch that up." And then they're like good friends, and like so maybe he read that book, The Red and the Black. Maybe. Yeah. I I don't know. So. They have to go to New Jersey, to the woods of New Jersey, because, like, that's the original Vegas before Vegas. Like, what happens in Jersey stays in Jersey. Like, dueling was illegal, but, like, whatever. So they had to go there. And we did talk about Dr. Hasek in our botany episode. <laughs> Dr. Hasek was a friend and physician to both men. And he was both their second, I think. So you would have, like, a second who's... Yeah, who is, like... He's got to, like, clean your pistol and stuff <laughs> and, like, make sure you're ready. Yeah, um, but also with the and, letter... And if you get shot, you need, you need somebody else there. Yeah, to, like, the, you need an attending physician. Yeah. But he was, like, all of the things. He's, like, both their seconds and their attending physicians. I think the, the second, when you wrote the letter about the duel, like, the second is, like, and I am second to that or whatever. So he was, like, okay, one of my friends is going to die and I don't know which one. He was, like, very nervous about it. Apparently, Burr, like, practiced shooting, um, and Hamilton did not practice, and he did not plan to shoot because he thought that he this would make Burr look bad, and he thought he might get some of his, like, glory back. Um, no one saw what happened because that way it wouldn't incriminate those people. So, like, they all had to wait by the shore, and then they went into mm. the woods. They heard the two shots, and then... Hamilton told Hasek, like, I'm going to die. Like, this is a fatal. He's like, it's it's, it's bad. And it, it was bad, and he did die. Um, and if you go to 82 Jane Street in New York, there's a plaque for Hamilton there because he went to his friend's house that they, like, yeah, they came in in the, the, West, the West River, Battery Park City or something, and they, like, went to Jane Street to, like, his friend's house and that's where he died and there's a plaque there for him mm. yeah so uh so, yeah that's a but hamilton at that point i mean he was already like this was now he was already, under 50 this for was sure. the adams administration at this point though so washington yeah. is no longer president washington for has given up power yet again yeah um, i can't i can't so, i couldn't i couldn't but me. uh we thought it was really funny that like the the way they picked Right when Adams is like becomes president, uh, how did they pick the vice president? It was the person who had the next amount of votes. Yeah, the person who lost was got to be vice president, which we thought would be so funny if like Trump was vice president right now. Yes, that would be hilarious. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. Um, I think. Or they, like Nixon and. At the time, they yeah. thought it would be a good idea. I mean, the vice president, like, has never had a very clearly defined, like, role. It varies, yeah. like, in every White House. But, yeah, it would be very funny. Yeah. Um, but it's that funny. continued for the first, like, several administrations that, like, the vice president was always the loser of the election. Do, okay, this is my ignorance. Do, does, uh, does the president have any say in, like, who gets to be their vice president? Like, who gets to run? Like, if there's something they, someone they hate, can they be like, no? Now, yes. In the modern. Now, no, now, yeah. Yeah. Did they yeah, pick Biden their vice picked, president? Biden picked Kamala Harris. Like, okay, I didn't purpose. know that. Yeah. I thought, I don't know. I didn't know. I don't know. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people wanted him to pick I thought like, we Elizabeth picked her Warren. Somehow. No, you put together your own ticket. Yeah. So what... So Generally, we, it's... I mean, nowadays, it's like, right, the, the party... Well, and throughout, like, the 20th century, the party decides was kind of the mantra yeah. of, like, the two political parties. So it's like, after the, your... You would have, like, your primary... And a front runner would emerge, and that's generally what happens now. Someone's oh, clearly going to win the primary, pick. or they do win the primary, and that person then announces their vice president, and then there's like the convention, which right, is now okay. just a ceremonial Duh. thing where they like introduce the candidate. Right. Okay. I I like. I, yeah. It was so long ago. So <laughs> yeah, Biden announced that he was going to pick a woman of color to be yeah. like his his like running mate. So everyone was like. It's, it's probably going to be Kamala They're like, which, unless one of these people gets a tan. Yeah. <laughs> um, or a sex change, which, been, I mean, that would have been awesome. The first trans. Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. She's Hawaiian. Yeah. It's one of your people. Um, oh, yeah. So Adams and his, like, Adams and Jefferson, like, they're so funny because... They you said they had their own rivalry. They had their own really funny rivalry. And this is like all through the papers. Like they wouldn't just say it to each other. They would just like publish um they would publish like just like scathing remarks about each other, which is super funny. So um Jefferson says that Adams is a hermaphrodite like that he has like both male and female genitalia like i swear to he has this like published in the in the newspaper and then adam's like rebuttal to that is like yeah you should vote for me because jefferson is actually dead <laughs> <laughs> which i think is so funny like that's wild yeah like that's the way worse like burn because like yeah we could have had our first like hermaphrodite president way back when our second president <laughs> well adams was yeah adams was the second president um and is, adams was also as we said before adams was a federalist like washington yeah. and hamilton so the first two presidents got us on like at least a sound footing with the national debt and treasurer but then it switched over to jefferson yeah the opposition party one who is a, a democratic republican well that's why they didn't like each other but they're what is it adams I think Jefferson's daughter died and then Adam's wife like wrote and was like, I'm so sorry like to hear about that. And Jefferson was like, I fucking hate you and your husband. And then they started writing to each other somehow like and they actually like became really good friends and they both decided to die on July 4th. So cute. Well, and which daughter too? 
Yeah. Right. Jefferson had a whole oh, yeah, village of, yeah. I mean slaves. Yeah. Raping his slaves. Yeah. His enslaved people. His enslaved people. Well, that's the uh, other Sally, Sally funny Hines. thing is that like everybody's like, okay, what? How is he like? You know, the land of the free or whatever, and he has like enslaved people, and it's like. Yeah, he was he wasn't the man that he wanted to be. He was the man that he needed to be, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's not really a good answer. He had a, a lot, lot of ideal. Answers, I mean, he said that he wanted a lot of things, but like he basically did the opposite of like all of those things. Mm -hmm. Like in every area of his life. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we haven't talked much about Benjamin Franklin, also a fascinating character. You don't like him, though, because you're because everyone says that he invented stuff that he you're like. No, he's fine. Oh. I don't like Thomas Edison. Oh, okay. Okay, that's <laughs> a right. A real bone to pick with Thomas Edison. <laughs> ben Franklin, though, really did invent a bunch of stuff. He did. He was lazy, too. Did you know that? Very, I know he was lazy. He invented the thing that would, like, pick up. He invented the original, like, grabber. Yeah. Because he, he was, he, he did actually invent bifocals. Yeah, because he uh, loved to look down at people. He and he didn't like, invent anything like with electricity, but he did experiments with electricity. Yep. Um, <laughs> so the kite and the key, like, probably did more or less happen. Something similar, where this fucking dumbass did fly a kite like during the lightning and thunderstorm. Um, yeah. He didn't. I don't know that he discovered anything from it, but like. Yeah, he, he, got he a was perm, like his hair definitely. He was fascinated by it, and and was like, a, yeah, spoke like a number of languages, and was like instrumental in getting French support for America during the war. Yeah, but was, just kind of everybody. He was like older than a lot of the other founding fathers, I think. But I he, think was, he was like a generation above them, but he was just their like weird uncle. He's like a cool hippie. Like that's what I think. <laughs> like they're like he's got stories. He'll smoke you up. Like he's got weird weed. Mm -hmm. That he like, you know, yeah. they're like the Jefferson. Jefferson, remember from like Get Him to the Greek? Yeah. Wasn't mm -hmm. that like what they, a Jeffrey. Jeffrey oh. was what they called. Oh, okay. The, yeah. I didn't see that. Come on. That's not a movie. Anyone yeah. needs to have watched. It's about Tom. <laughs> it's about Um Jefferson was, I guess, like sort of a hobbyist or whatever as well, right? Monticello has its like cool dome and stuff and is like he some dome. classical architecture he invented some kind of clock um yeah a lot he of they were the all clock. like uh kind of eccentric right pretty pretty yeah smart, pretty smart eccentric guys half of whom were lawyers and the other half of whom were slaveholders yeah and do you yeah a lot of them were lawyers and do you know that um this oh, another hamilton like thing but like Burr was actually the lawyer for Hamilton's divorce. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's a yikes. He also was the lawyer for the divorce of the people that, like, conspired against. Because, like, they eventually got divorced. Because, like, yeah, your marriage is oh. built on, like... Oh, that's funny. Uh, an extortion. Um. Yeah. Because there were only, like, two lawyers ever in, like, at this time. So it no, was them. Tons, but I don't know if it, I don't know if it's historical or not, but... But uh, in Hamilton, the musical, so probably is historically accurate, that Hamilton asks Burr if he'll help him write the Federalist Papers. Yeah. And, no, that was that was legit. Um, yeah. Because he thinks Burr is a very good lawyer. Yeah. Uh, and Burr refuses because he doesn't want to take a stance. And so 
probably based on original writings or, or whatever else, like Burr did seem to be like very much like whichever way the wind blows, he kind of wanted to be like have access to power. But he didn't have like strong principles. Whereas, Whereas Hamilton, Hamilton was did. obnoxious as hell. Like, yeah, he didn't have very strong principles. And Burr like really didn't like that. And and so between like Jefferson and Burr, like all like Hamilton was like, yeah, I just really hate Burr because it gets personal with him. Like all the other people that were like against him, he's like it's political. But like we've like kiki together alone. But like him and Burr, he's like no, he's like personally like has a blood. Yeah, is, is why he was able to like cut a deal with with uh, yeah Jefferson on like where to put uh, the capital, for example. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Should we, should we wind it up? I'll should we play, wind uh, it up? Yeah. I'm gonna play the King George song from him. Okay. Oh yeah. Should yeah. we? Do we have any plugs? We have like comedy. There's comedy this Friday. If you want to see live comedy about America. Just modern new slice of life in America. Uh, that's this Friday at at uh, eight PM at Secret Loft in person. Um, and then, yeah, let's see our next like dance party situation. Two and a half weeks from now this is with Vonov. <laughs> we will be hosting Secret Loft All Stars Party. Yes, where we'll have all of Secret Loft's greatest DJs. Uh, and greatest aerialists will all be performing on one show. <laughs> yes. And uh, if you, you can check aerialist.org for all my dates. If you want to see me do some aerial at the slipper room, I have, I'm there like every week. All right. So come see a girl. Yeah. So yeah, this song happens right after the Oh yeah. And give us a five-star review. It happens this song right happens after. right after they draft the Declaration of Independence. Then in the okay. play, like they're all like, "Yeah," and then uh, Jonathan Groff, his name is great actor, comes out. Ooh, let's pose too. Get my shades on. Yeah. You say the price of my love is not a price that you're willing to pay. You cry in your teeth, which you hurl in the sea. Are we gonna get like flags for this? You say you, you cry in your teeth, which you hurl in the sea when you see me go Remember by. We made yeah. Are we gonna Are we gonna get like kicked off for this? Maybe. Okay, let's talk over it. <laughs> let's talk over it so that we don't get in trouble from our dad. Don't need to hear it. We can Bye. You'll be back. Soon you'll see, you'll remember you belong to me. You'll be back, time will tell. You'll remember that I served you well. Oceans rise, empires fall. We have seen each other through it all.